Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. I've got a, a word for you today. Um, and I know it's a word for at least one person today. And here's how I know it's a word for at least one person today. Um, well, two reasons. Number one, it's a word for me. And <laughs> come on, aren't you glad for that? And, uh, and number two, I tried to change this message like three times this week. And, <laughs> and every time I tried to, I would, I would be studying something or reading something and I would come to a, a, a passage and and I had all of these thoughts going through my mind. I'd be like, well, maybe that's it. And, that, and the Lord kept bringing me back to this topic every single time. And so uh, I, I know that God is going to speak something to somebody today. Um, how many of you have, have ever, or maybe even right now, you're struggling with fear? Anybody struggle with fear? Anybody ever, uh, did you grow up, sometimes it's, it's uh, something that is even taught. Um, maybe you grew up in a family or you had parents that were fearful a lot. You heard fear spoken. You heard, well, this, what if this happens and what if that happens? And so it's caused you, and, and some of it is maybe decisions we've made along the way that have uh, brought fear into our lives. And the reality is that pretty much every single one of us, at one point or another, more times than we would probably like to admit, struggle with fear. Now, as I was preparing this message, I was looking up, uh, multiple articles and studies and things like that because I like to do that. And uh, I was looking up, one thing I was looking up was uh, studies and articles on certain fears that people struggle with. Certain things that people struggle with fearing, okay? And, and some of them, I didn't, I didn't put everything in here, but I think you're going to be able to relate with probably at least one of these. Um, one of the top ones was the fear of flying. Come on, is anybody afraid to fly? Uh, it really doesn't, it really does that really doesn't get me, you know, I mean, like, especially once we're in the air, I'm like, I'm good, you know, um, but fear of flying was one, fear of public speaking, come on, somebody, anybody got the fear of public speaking, like, you're more afraid of public speaking than you are dying, right, like, don't, like, I would rather die than get up in front of people and try to communicate something, um, fear of heights was a big one, fear of the dark, uh, I found this interesting because I think a lot of us struggle with this, fear of intimacy, fear of, we talked a little bit about this last week, but the fear of being known, fear of, fear of having intimate relationships with, with people, uh, fear of death was one, fear of failure, fear of rejection, I'm going to like this one, fear of spiders, come on, <laughs> we're all my people that are afraid of spiders, I, spiders really don't get me that much, I just don't do snakes, like like a spider, somebody can holler and say, ah, there's a spider, you know, and I'll just come in there and slap that thing with a flip-flop or whatever, you know, and just, we'll take care of this problem right now. But snakes, you know, it's like, you, you ever, like, maybe you live in a place where snakes are kind of like a thing you have to worry about. It's interesting to me, we moved out into the country, and we saw more snakes when we lived in town than we did, than we do now where we live, which is crazy, you know, but it's like you walk outside, and you're just kind of on the lookout for the, the thing, you know, because, because there's just this fear there of it. Um, another one that was, that was listed was fear of commitment. Fear of commitment. Woo! We're going to talk about that more here in just a minute. Fear of change. Fear of loneliness. 
Won't anybody been, ever been afraid of being lonely? Anybody ever been, like, you have, like, you're surrounded by people, but you're still afraid of being lonely? There's still, like, this sense of, what if everybody left? What if, what if it doesn't work out? What if I end up all alone in the end? Um, this one faith-based article said this about fear. Everyone experiences fear in their life. There are big fears we are very aware of, and little ones we may not even realize we have. I've learned that it's very important to understand what fear is and how it works against us, because if we don't, it can keep us from becoming what God created us to be, which means we won't fulfill our purpose in life. Fear is a tool the devil uses against us to make us miserable and destroy our lives. Come on, anybody relate to that? You, like, you've been living in fear, and you did some things to you that was based off of your fears you know it's like i i blew up my life because i was afraid like i pushed everybody away because i was afraid it's something that the devil uses against us to make us miserable and destroy our lives it it begins as a thought and then creates emotions that can rule us it often becomes a strong intense feeling that tries to move us to make a foolish action or tries to prevent us from doing something that would be good for us because it's such a common way Satan attacks people's lives, I think, it, I think of it as the master spirit he uses to manipulate people and keep them out of God's will. What if fear is the main thing that the enemy is using in your life to manipulate you, to destroy you, and to keep you out of God's will? What if it's not some big, like, crazy sin that the enemy's like throwing at you trying to attack you with what if it's just fear what if he knows if he can just make you afraid if he can just get you to operate and live in fear that you won't operate and live in god's will because you'll constantly be afraid some studies show that uh, there are 365 mentions of fear in the bible things like fear not do not fear do not be afraid take courage be of good courage like things that are speaking to this idea of fear which i i'm going to be honest i haven't gone through the bible and counted all of these up but if there are 365 instances isn't that interesting that there are 365 days in the year and there's a mention in the bible for every day of the year to try to get us to not fear to not fear and actually trust god the reality is that fear is a struggle for most of us, if not all of us, but uh, so much so that God reminds us in his word, this one verse, and we've quoted this a lot, it's in 2 Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, a lot of translations say fear, but we'll talk about that word just a little bit, but of power and love and discipline. And the word translated that, that in this translation is timidity, it can also be translated as fearfulness, and check this out, cowardice. For God did not give you a spirit that makes you a coward. God did not give you a spirit that makes you fearful, that makes you timid, or that makes you feel like a coward. Makes you act like a coward. A spirit of cowardice. God did not give that to you, but what did God give us? He gave us a spirit of power and love and discipline. In other words, God did not create you to be fearful or a coward or to live your life timid because of fear it's not the way that god designed it but i would i would submit to you if we were to go around the room today and we were to just be honest to just be honest every single one of us right now there's some kind of fear 
I mean, right now, there's some kind of fear. And like that article said, some of the, the bigger fears that we're aware of and some of the things that are underlying, that we're, it's expressing itself through your life in other ways, but if you were to get to the root of the issue, it's all coming from fear. Like, like if you were to get to the, the depths of it, there's fear there that's causing that thing to come out of you or causing you to act in that way. So here's, here's what I want to do. I want to talk to you on this subject. I titled the message today, Do It Afraid. Do It Afraid. Somebody say, Do It Afraid. Come on, look at the person next to you and say, You need to do it afraid. You need to do it afraid. Now, I want to I start, and we're going to hang out here for the, pretty much the entire message, but I want to start in this very popular story in the Bible. Um, and, I, and then I want to give you, um, as we go through this, I want to give you some things that fear does. Some things that fear causes. Um, and we can find ourselves a lot of times, and I'll, and I'll give you some practical examples as we go through the message, but uh, some things that fear is causing whenever we are operating in fear, we are living in fear, we are allowing fear to overtake us. So I want to I be today um, in 1 Samuel 17, and my goal is to help us see what fear might be doing in our lives, and my, my hope is that we would choose to overcome it. That we would choose to not live in fear any longer. That we would choose to trust God. So here we go, 1 Samuel 17, and I want to start in verse 1. It says, Now the Philistines gathered their army for battle, and they were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah, and they camped between Soko and Azekah in Ephes Damim. Come on, somebody say all those words ten times fast. Aren't you glad we live in Paris? <laughs> Saul and the men of Israel were assembled and camped in the valley of Elah, and they drew up in battle formation to confront the Philistines. So there's a battle about to happen, and they get in battle formation. The Philistines were standing on the mountain on one side, while Israel was standing on the mountain on the other side with the valley between them. And I don't know if you've ever pictured this in your mind, but they're literally standing like the Israelite army is on one mountain. And on the other mountain is the Philistine army. And in between is the valley. So they've got to go down into the valley. They can't fight on the mountains. They've got to go down into the valley to fight. So they're standing on these two opposite mountains, and there's a valley in between, and then a champion came from forward from the army encampment of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath. His height was six cubits and a span, which if you study that, it's, all, it's, up, it's almost ten feet tall. Most, most, if you look into that a little bit, there's some different variations of that. But it's somewhere around 10 feet tall. So you can imagine somebody that is about 9, 10 feet tall coming forward from this army of Philistines. And he had a bronze helmet on his head and he wore scale armor, which weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. He also had bronze greaves on his legs and bronze saber slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and the head of his spear weighed 600 shekels of iron. And his shield carrier walked in front of him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel and said to them, Why do you come out to draw up in battle formation? Am I not the Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man as your representative and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. Then the Philistines said, I have defied the ranks of Israel today, or this day. Give me a man 
so that we may fight together. And when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, look at this, they were dismayed and very fearful. They were dismayed and very fearful. So here we see the army of God operating in fear instead of operating in confidence and trust in God. And many of us have operated in this same way. Many of us are operating in this way right now. We are operating in fear rather than in trust and confidence in the God that we serve. And so we are operating in fear in our lives. And here's the first thing that fear does. Fear paralyzes us. You know this. Because it has probably happened to you. And maybe time has gone by and as you looked back you thought, I operated in fear and because of fear I was literally paralyzed in my life. I was stagnant in my life. You ever been paralyzed by fear? You, you knew you should do something, but fear had you stuck. You knew you, like, I know I should do this, but fear has me stuck in this place, and I'm not even moving. You knew God was calling you to step out into something, but fear immobilized you. And it was almost like this feeling in your, in your body where you knew God was calling you to do something. But you couldn't get your feet to do anything. It was like you were stuck in the mud. Come on, anybody ever been stuck in the mud? I was walking a week or two ago. I had on my mud boots. Come on, I actually do own mud boots. I had on my mud boots and I'm walking across this yard. And it is so bad. I'm sinking down like all the way up to here in the mud. And you know, you got to like be strategic. Otherwise, you'll just pull your foot right out of the the shoe you know so I'm being strategic trying to like one little step at a time and that's how a lot of us feel that's how a lot of us feel in our lives even right now we're like we know we should do something we know that God is calling us to step out but it's like we're stuck in the mud and we cannot get ourselves to do anything and Goliath was taunting the Israelites and this passage tells us that because of what he was saying, the Israelites were fearful. So Goliath would come forward off the mountain, and he would come down into where the battle was supposed to happen, and he would say, send somebody. Just send somebody down here so that we can fight each other. And if I win, you'll be our slaves. And if you win, then we'll be your slaves, and we'll just see who is greater. And so he's stepping into this thing, and, and all he would do was yell at them and taunt them and talk to them. And the Israelites, if you look back at the end of verse 11, they were, it says, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and very fearful. Goliath hadn't done anything. He was just talking. Some of us are not trusting God because of what the enemy is just saying. Just talking. Ain't even doing nothing but talking. And we wake up in the morning and we hear. Just another thought. Just the enemy saying something in our minds. And we don't even step into trusting God and confidence in God. And walking in the promise of God. Not because of something that happened. But because of something that we are hearing in our mind. And this is how the enemy works. Goliath comes into the valley and says, send, some, send somebody out to fight. Who are, who are you? 
Look at all of you. I'm, I'm the Philistine. Aren't you just the servants of Saul? You're just a nobody. You're just a nobody. And a lot of us are living our lives paralyzed by fear with what's just in our heads. Nothing has happened. And we are paralyzed by fear because of what is being said, not because of what has been done. This made me think of times, and maybe you can relate to this, that I have been outside in the dark. Anybody ever been outside in the dark? Anybody ever been outside in the dark when the moon is just not, it's just not doing its thing like it ought to do its thing? You know what I'm saying? And it's dark. Anybody ever been out in the dark and you just heard something? And if you're like me, you hear something and you just stop. And ain't nothing happened. Ain't nothing happened. But you're counting how long it's going to take you to run back to the house. Because of what you just heard. I hear something in the leaves. I hear something in the woods. I hear something. Like, I don't recognize that noise. And I can't see anything that's going on. But in my mind, I know that that's a lion. Or that's a bear. Oh my. <laughs> you know, like. And I'm trying to figure out where am I at. And how can I get back to some place of safety. Not because of something that has happened. But just because of something that I heard, and my goodness, if the enemy is not on a rampage right now of planting thoughts and just talking to us and, and, and just driving us crazy in our minds, and we're not doing anything for God, we're paralyzed, we're not in the purpose of God, we're not in the will of God, and he knows if I can just keep them in their head, if I can just keep them in their head, they won't do anything for God. I just got to make them afraid. I've just got to convince them that what I'm telling them is actually true. And it's paralyzing us. This is what the enemy likes to do. If he can get loud enough in your mind, he can make you fearful and he can keep you from exercising faith. He can keep you from trusting God. And the first question I want to ask you this morning is, what is the enemy yelling at you that has you dismayed and fearful? Or as this text would say, very fearful. You're dismayed and you're very fearful and, and nothing has happened. But the enemy is talking to you. And he's planting things in your mind. And sometimes we just get so focused on what we are afraid of. That we can't even hear the voice of God. We can't even, you ever just been so fearful that you, you almost can't even read your Bible. It's like you read and you're thinking, I don't even know what I just read. Because these thoughts are running through my mind. It says that when they heard the words of the enemy, they were very fearful. And I, I just don't want us to live in this place. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Power and love and discipline. This, this is what God has given us. Not a spirit of fear. You don't have to, you don't have to live in fear. Come on, some of you need to walk outside in the dark tonight and just say, you know what, I'm about to just do this afraid. I'm going to walk to that tree and I'm going to walk back and I'm going to do it afraid and I don't care what I hear. Come on, I know this is a funny illustration. But come on, in your life, in your life, you need to wake up and be like, no, I'm not going to listen to that today. I'm not going to listen to those thoughts today. 
I'm not going to let that play over and over and over again in my mind and paralyze me today. So fear, it, it paralyzes us. Here's the second thing I think that fear does. Fear makes us hide. Fear makes us hide. Look at 1 Samuel 17, jump down to verse 24. It says, when all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him and were very fearful. Now, you got to get this picture, okay? Philistine army on the mountain. Israelite army on the mountain. Goliath comes down to where the battle needs to be fought. And say, hey, and he's just taunting and yelling and talking. And, and who are you? And just servants of Saul. And oh, you know, all these things. And when they see him come forward, they flee. It's like every morning, you ought to read the story. It's like every morning they get up and they get in battle formation. 40 days, they get in battle formation. And Goliath comes out and starts yelling. And they take off running, get back in the caves. They, they hide. I wonder how long Goliath stood out there yelling after they even hid. They're in the caves and they're hiding and Goliath's still out there just won't you come on out of those caves? Oh, you can't send somebody out here to fight? Oh, I thought, you, I thought your God was the one true God. All of y'all hiding in these caves while I'm the only one standing out. You just need to send one person out here to fight me. And every time it says when they saw him, they were very fearful and they fled from him. Every morning Goliath would step forward and the Israelites would run and hide. And every evening, Goliath would, Goliath would step forward, and God's people would run and hide. And the next morning, God, Goliath would step forward, and the next evening, Goliath would step forward, and every single time, they would run and hide. This is what fear, when you're, when you're operating in fear, when you're living in this place of fear, you have this tendency to run and hide. No one would step out to fight Goliath because of fear. And don't we do this? Don't we do this? I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to wake you up and help you realize today that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you and just ask you this question. Why in the world are you a child or daughter of the Most High God running in fear? Why are you running in fear? The enemy comes out just talking to you and, and running in fear. Running in fear. Come on, some of us, Talking about hiding, some of us are hiding and we haven't started the business that God put on our heart because of fear. It's because of fear. And we got things going on in our head like, well, what if I don't have what it takes? Well, what if it fails? Well, what if I don't make any money? What if I'm not good enough to do it? What if people don't like working for me? What, you know, can I ask you a question? Why are you not starting the business really? Why are you not doing what God said, really? Why are you not being obedient to what God told you to do, really? I would submit to you, it is probably because of fear. It's fear. And, and we're asking all these questions, well, what if I don't make enough money? What if I'm not good enough? What if it felt? What if God told you to do it? What if we're asking the wrong questions? What if, what if God told you to do it? Listen, some of us, we're hiding from commitment. And we push people away because we're afraid of commitment. 
And we've lost relationships. And we've, listen, and, and, and some of us are so afraid of commitment that we'll, that we'll push people away. When we start feeling too close to somebody or like we might get hurt by somebody, we will push people away. Or we'll, we'll, or we'll just, you know, instead of being committed in a relationship, we'll just move in together because it's a little bit easier. And, and we'll play things like this in our mind. Well, what if it doesn't work out? Isn't this, isn't this easier? Isn't this, isn't this easier? If it doesn't work out, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. What if, come on, we'll even play things like this. Well, what if she turns out to be crazy? You know what I'm saying? Can we be real in church today? Like, some of us, we're like, well, what if, you know, like, what if, what if he turns out to just be like super controlling? What if? What if, what if it, what if everything goes haywire? Can I submit to you? I love you enough to tell you today that is fear. That is fear. That is the enemy planting thoughts in your mind and ideas in your mind and talking to you and one thing after another and you're listening to it and you're hiding from God's best for your life. You are hiding from what God desires for you really. Because you're afraid. And you're living in fear. Come on, is this too real today? Some of us are hiding our resources. And we are not generous people. Because we're afraid. What if there isn't enough? What if I regret it? I, heard, I laugh every single time I hear this. I heard Jimmy Evans, I listened to him for a lot of marriage teaching, and, and uh, <laughs> he said the first time that, that they went to church, and he said he was not like, he had just become a believer, and, and it, they were getting in church, and he said the first service they went to was on giving. <laughs> and he said he came home, he came home and he told his wife and said, I don't really like that church. And she said, I thought that was the best sermon I've ever heard. And I think we need to give $100. He said, I thought she done lost her mind. We don't have $100 to give. Like, and he tells the story, he said, at that time we were making $600 a month. And she wanted to give $100 because she felt like we were supposed to give $100. And he talks about his mindset, how it was, it was rooted in fear. Like, what if, what if we don't have enough? What if bills go unpaid? What if I end up regretting this? What if, what, what if God's telling you to do it? What if God's telling you to do it? <laughs> Some of us haven't joined a group. We're going to talk about groups all year long. <laughs> Some of you are like, I thought when groups started, we would stop talking about groups. Some, if we're just being honest, some of us haven't joined a group because we're scared. We don't know what it'll look like. We don't know if people will like us. We don't know if, like, are we going to connect? Is it going to be people that I even want to hang out with? 
it, I'm like, we got all these thoughts going through our mind, and we're like, ah, maybe in the fall. And we're like, we're, we're, we're afraid, we're fearful, we're operating in fear. Fear of it being awkward, fear of being known. I think that some of us, if we were to be truthful, some of us may even be hiding from God. And we, we really won't commit to follow him. Because what if I lose my friends? And I don't want to get out of that relationship that I know I shouldn't be in. And what if God doesn't come through for me? And the enemy is talking. And fear is not only paralyzing us, but fear is causing us to run and hide. And we see in our minds, come on, it says that the Israelites saw him, and when they saw him, they would, they would flee and they would go hide. They would run in fear. And some of us are seeing things in our mind as to what might happen. And we're running in fear because of it. And fear, it's making us hide. And I would say this, if, if you're hiding because of fear today, the question isn't what if it fails or what if it doesn't work out or what if there isn't enough. The question is this, did God say it? Did God say it? Well, what if it, did God say it? Well, what if I don't have what it, did God say it? Did God say it? Come on, I have, I have lived so much of my life in fear. What if? Maybe, that's, maybe that's, that's not the right way to go. What if we do that and it doesn't work? What if we take the step and we fall on our face? I'm talking about me. Living life in fear. And man, I'm just telling you, it's time for, for the Spirit of God on the inside of us to rise up and say, no longer Will I live my life in fear? Fear is not going to paralyze me. Fear is not going to make me hide. Here's, here's the, the third thing, the next thing that fear does. Fear makes us compromise. Fear makes us compromise. And I want, look at verse 16. And the Philistine came forward morning and evening and took his stand for 40 days. 40 days. Not three times. It says that in the morning and in the evening for 40 days. If my math is correct, that would be 80. 80 times that Goliath comes out. And the, the, they get in battle formation. And Goliath comes out and they're like, he's still here. You know, like run for the hills. For 40 days, the Israelite army, listen to me had allowed Goliath to taunt them and God for 40 days. They had allowed it because of fear. They kept letting him say over and over whatever he wanted to say, and they did nothing about it because they were afraid. He came out in the morning, 
and he mocked them, and he taunted them, and he bashed God, and they allowed it. He came out in the evening, and he mocked them, and he taunted them, and he bashed God, and they allowed it. And David shows up on the scene. David shows up on the scene, and look at what happens. This is starting in verse 22. Then David left the baggage in the care of the baggage keeper and ran to the battle line, and he entered and greeted his brothers. As he was speaking with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine from Gath, named Goliath, was coming up from the army of the Philistines, and he spoke these same words, and David heard him. How many of you know something changed when David heard him? This entire army's been up here listening to this for four, like 40 days. And David shows up to check on everybody and bring some food. And David shows up on the scene and it says, Goliath came out and spoke these same words and David heard him. Then David said to the men who were standing by him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and rids Israel of this disgrace? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Somebody say, who is this? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he has dared to defy the armies of the living God? David shows up and here's how... Here's how I hear it in my mind, all right? So this is how when I read the Bible and I read a story, I'm like, this is, in my mind, I'm like, this is, maybe this is what happened. I don't know. He hears what Goliath says. Everyone else runs away. He watches everybody else runs away. And then he looks at the people that are around him. <laughs> and this is how I picture it. He looks at everybody and he says, y'all just been letting him do that? <laughs> he shows up and Goliath comes out and says the same things again. And everybody takes off of David. I just picture David just standing there like, y'all just be running when this guy comes out and talks about God this way and talks about you this way and defies the armies of the living God and y'all just run away? How long y'all been here? They're like, a few weeks, you know? Like, I don't know, 40 days? And David's like, who is this? You just gonna let you just gonna let him keep sh just walking out and saying what he wants to say, and you gonna run away? Like, how long are we just gonna stand here? How long are we gonna do nothing about it? Can can we make it personal for a moment? What sin are you allowing in your life because of fear? <laughs> it's. And somebody, and somebody would show up on the scene and say, you just going to keep doing that? You gave your life to Jesus and you're on your way to heaven? And God has an assignment for your life and you're just going to, and, and you're just going to keep doing what? You're going to keep allowing what? Like they were allowing Goliath to do this. David shows up and he's like, who? Is this guy? And y'all just keep on running away. What, what behavior are you allowing in your house because of fear? What, what, are, you, what are you allowing because you're afraid of what will happen if you decide, I'm not going to allow that anymore? What temptation... Are you still flirting with because of fear? What, 
what temptation are you still kind of like, you're just kind of dabbling around in it and just kind of, I don't really want to get like completely rid of it. Like I know that Jesus said, if your right eye causes you to sin, like cut it out because it's better for you to go into heaven with one eye than it is for you to be thrown into hell with your entire body. But don't, don't we just have a tendency to just allow things in our lives? What, what shows and movies are you continuing to let your kids watch because of fear? Am I, is it getting too real? Y'all being awfully quiet. I'm like, what church are we in today? <laughs> Some of y'all are thinking that right now. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, can we go back to dwell? <laughs> what things are you allowing? Because of fear. What, listen, what thoughts are you allowing to run crazy in your mind because of fear? And you just let it keep playing over and over and over again because you're afraid, because of fear. Sometimes we allow fear to overtake our convictions. You ever allowed something in your life because of fear? You ever given in to something in your life because of fear? You were afraid of what somebody would think. You were afraid of if they would leave. You were afraid of if it would, if it would do damage. Like you were afraid. And so because you were afraid, you didn't trust God. Here's the last thing that I think fear does i'll go bring the worship team back i think that fear has a tendency to make us forget fear paralyzes us and it makes us hide and it it causes us to compromise and it overrides our convictions a lot of times but i think fear has a way of making us forget sometimes this this israelite army you got to think about this okay this israelite army had undoubtedly heard the story of Joseph and how God used him to save the people in a famine. The way that their ancestors had been delivered from slavery in Egypt. The story of how God parted the Red Sea and everyone walked across on dry ground. The stories of all the battles that had been won as they were entering the, the land God had promised them. And how Joshua had taken the, the people and walked around the walls of Jericho. And the walls just came crumbling down. Like They had to have heard these things. They, like All throughout the Old Testament... They're setting up monuments and like, hey, build something here so that you remember. Build something here so that you know what I did for you. Because you're going to get into something else and you're going to need to be able to remember what I've already done for you. But how often do we, because of fear, tend to forget some things? Um, you might can picture it this way. I was talking to my wife about this uh, last night. And she actually had this visual to where it's like the enemy. It's almost like if you can picture uh, something that God has done in your life where he's been faithful or something that you believe about God, you know about God to be true. And what the enemy will try to do with fear is he'll try to throw a blanket on it. So it's not that it's not there anymore. He just tries to cover it up so that you don't see it. And so you won't, you won't think to go back and, well, I've already trusted God before, and he's going to be faithful again. 
fear has this this way of causing us to to forget things that God has done in our life. And when we've seen God be faithful before, yet now we're operating in fear. And we're living in fear and we're paralyzed by fear. I think about these this Israelite army, maybe they had forgotten. You know, maybe fear in this situation had caused them to neglect or forget about the things that God had already done for their ancestors and for them. And I think this this happens to us in the natural, but it also happens to us in the spiritual as well. Sometimes we tend to forget God's faithfulness in the past, and we tend to forget that nothing is impossible with God. We tend to forget that He never leaves us and He never forsakes us. But I love, uh, if you you go on and you read the rest of the story, I love that David had not forgotten. David had not forgotten. I want to skip down. This is verse 31. And this is what he tells King Saul. He says, when the words that David spoke were heard, they informed Saul, and he sent for them, or sent for him. And David said to Saul, may no one's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. But Saul said to David, you're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him, for you're only a youth, while he has been a warrior since his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep. Whew, he remembered. When a lion or a bear came and took a sheep from the flock, I went out after it and attacked it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it rose up against me, I grabbed it by its mane and struck it and killed it. That's a bad dude right there. (laughs) David is like in this moment, he's like, with God on my side, I'm a bad dude. And you're telling me that this guy's been a warrior since his youth and I'm only a youth. Let me tell you, let me tell you some stories says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will save me from the hand of this Philistine. So Saul said to David, I love this, go and may the Lord be with you. So I was like, I'm going to stay right here. And you can go out there and you can do what you feel called to do. David in a moment, listen, and it wasn't that, do you think David might have looked out there and been like, this dude's like 10 feet tall. You think he saw how heavy his armor was and all these things and and David didn't have like, maybe David had some thoughts. But there was something on the inside of him that was greater than the thoughts that were in his mind. And because of that, he went to Saul and he said, when the lion came and the bear came, I just grabbed it by the hair, killed it, said, get off my sheep. (laughs) And this guy is going to be just like that. So I'm going to go out and fight him. When everyone else's focus was on the thing they were afraid of, David's focus was on the faithfulness of God. And what if instead of living in fear, you remembered God's faithfulness? And I really believe it's time that as followers of Jesus, we stop allowing fear to rule in our lives. Will you stand to your feet? I want to challenge you with something. And this is how we'll end, and then we'll sing, we'll sing one final song together. Here's what I'm challenging all of us with this week. Is that we will not be paralyzed by fear. We're going to take action. We're not going to hide because of fear. We will obey the Lord, and we're going to be bold. 
We're not going to allow things in our lives or our homes because of fear. We're going to honor God. We're not going to allow fear to make us forget how good and faithful God is. We're going to remember what he's already done, and we're going to declare that he will do it again. And sometimes, listen, we just have to do it afraid and trust God. Sometimes we just have to do it afraid. But what if it doesn't work? And what if it's crazy? And what if this happens? And what if that happens? And and here's what God says. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me that even though the enemy keeps planting seeds of fear in your heart and in your mind, do you trust me? Do Do you trust me more than you trust fear? I think that when we do it afraid, it's us saying that we trust God more than we trust our fear. And here's what, here's what, here's what I, just, I felt, is that God's wanting to set some people free from fear. You've been paralyzed by fear. You've been hiding because of fear. You've been compromising because of fear. Like fear has caused you to just be stuck in this place. And God has a purpose and a plan and something, an assignment for you, people that he has placed you around, and God is wanting to set you free from fear today. You do not have to live in fear. Are you going to feel feelings of fear? Yeah, you probably will. Is the enemy going to stop? No, he's probably not. But you have a God living on the inside of you who is greater than any fear or anything that the enemy may throw at you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It doesn't mean that the weapon won't be formed, but the weapon will not prosper. The thoughts that are planted in your mind, you don't have to. You can be like Paul and say, no, here's what we do. We take every thought captive and we make it obedient to Christ. And I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in fear. So here's what, here's what I want to challenge you to do this week. Don't let your what ifs and the, the, well, could it be and what happens if and keep you from trusting God. Listen, let's overcome one fear this week. Let's overcome one fear this week. Something that's had you stuck, something that you know God has called you to, something that you know you need to do, but you haven't done it because you're afraid. Come on, have the conversation, take the step of faith, make the phone call, do what God wants you to do. And here's the reality. You're probably going to have to do a little bit of it afraid. Because right now you're going to leave and be like, I'm going to do it tomorrow after the Super Bowl. (laughs) And then tomorrow's going to come and you're going to wake up and be like, "Ah, I don't know. And chances are you're going to have to do it a little bit afraid. But greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world and the one that keeps, keeps talking. There's a book we've been reading. It's called Shut Up, Devil. Some of y'all need to get it. I want to invite our prayer team to come down. I want to encourage you this week. Do something that you know, you, you know you've needed to do, but fear has you paralyzed. Fear has you hiding. Fear has caused you to forget that God is faithful. And come on, listen. You can, you can do it even if you're afraid. Trust God. Trust God. Trust Him. Trust God more than you trust your fear. Can we do that this week? Let me pray for you. God, we thank you today, Lord, that you love us enough to to call us out of fear. Lord, those of us that have been living in fear, paralyzed by fear, hiding because of fear, compromising because of fear, 
not doing what you've called us to do because of fear. Lord, I thank you that you are calling us out of fear right now, that there is freedom in this place. There is freedom in you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us and give us boldness this week. And, Lord, right now as we sing this last song, if there's anybody here today who needs prayer for anything in their life, I pray that you would draw them for prayer in Jesus' name.